This Week in HPC by Intersect 360 Research. The 10th anniversary of Intel threaded building blocks, James Reinders from Intel joins me this week on HPC. Hi everyone, thanks for listening in to another episode of This Week in HPC with Intersect 360 Research. I'm Addison Snell, and for this special sponsored episode of This Week in HPC, I'm joined by James Reinders, who is a parallel programming expert and HPC enthusiast from Intel. James, thanks for coming with me onto the program. It's my pleasure, Addison. It's always a pleasure to talk with you. James, you and I have known each other a long time around this industry, and knowing you gets ever more relevant because you're one of the guys I know who knows absolutely the most about what it takes to parallelize things. And this has been increasingly important in our research because we're seeing new architectures, new programming models coming into the industry, and optimizing for that is one of the great challenges that end users have in front of them. Meanwhile, Intel's got the 10th anniversary of threading building blocks, or Intel TBB, coming out into the market. Can you talk about generally what that is and what its role is in code modernization? Absolutely. Um, Yeah, it's been a joy working in the area of parallel programming uh, for decades now, uh, watching it go from uh, somewhat of an obscure uh, topic uh, that a few experts uh, cared about to being – very uh, mainstream, uh, very relevant for all programmers. And, uh, you know, Intel threading building blocks coming out 10 years ago, it was um, uh, fabulously um, timed to uh, mesh with the, you know, the advent of multi-core processors becoming uh, first on the market and then becoming the dominant. Uh, In fact, you know, you'd be hard-pressed to find a processor in anything these days with only one core. And what TBB focused on was um, helping take C++ into the world of parallelism. And it did a number of things, but the most significant thing at the heart of it is what what I would describe as a task-stealing scheduler. Um, And the emphasis there really is on uh, breaking down the programming problem of parallelism so that a programmer is just describing opportunities for parallelism. And the runtime of TBB maps that onto the hardware. Um, that's actually becoming more and more relevant as time goes on because the better we can maintain that abstraction, the more interesting things we can do with it so that the programmer is not locking themselves into a particular um, size, number of cores or a particular type of architecture Uh, but rather describing uh, a problem and how it can be broken into parallel pieces and letting the runtime, uh, uh, I like to say, map it onto the hardware, and then you you have a lot of flexibility of the hardware you can map onto. Yeah, you you mentioned exactly the relevant thing when you were talking about TBB and its timing coming into the market with the advent of multi-core. Now we see multi-core increasing just on its own in terms of the number of cores. We have many core elements that are available, people looking at FPGAs and other types of accelerators. How does TBB fit into that in terms of, you know, talk about how parallelism is evolving in the market. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, the earliest uses of parallelism um, were were most often marked with uh, very regular problems. Um, so especially in scientific calculations, very uh, problems stated as uh, uh, matrix, you know, arrays of uh, 
of data that you you process using matrix operations, and that that regularity is reflected very strongly in uh, OpenMP directives, for instance, which are widely used by HPC programmers, especially for Fortran and C. Um, one of the things that's evolving is as use of parallelism uh, expands, there are a lot of more irregular problems um, that uh, sort of frustrate a model that's exclusively loop-oriented. And TBB, uh, with its ta task-stealing scheduler, is perfectly poised to take advantage of that. And um, TBB excels when a problem is not as regular. Um, in fact, some of the early criticisms of TBB, people would take a highly regular program that worked with OpenMP and, and notice that maybe TBB's overhead uh, would reduce you know, the performance slightly. Um, but then TBB would turn out taking an irregular problem uh, and making it much more efficient by uh, moving it around on the resources. And we've uh, since then have built on it the, com the open source community working on TBB has contributed a lot of things, and one of them is a movement to support uh, uh, flow graphs. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, uh, it's an idea that's very timely now, but uh, some folks would uh, might call it looking at the problem as a data flow problem, which is a, a phrase that was very common in the 80s. Um, that hasn't gone away, but the we see um, Parallelism, being able to take advantage of that sort of things, irregularities. And if you start thinking about things as far as a data flow goes or a flow graph, um, the, uh, that flow may take you through different devices. It may, some of the portions of a pipeline may be on a CPU. Uh, some of it may venture off on uh, an FPGA or another uh, device. It may uh, be on a GPU as well. Um, that flexibility... Uh, is essentially built into the abstraction of TBB that uh, it's just a matter of implementing uh, the runtime system to say, hey, I can construct this flow uh, to include specialty items up to and including uh, an FPGA that may implement a specific function for you. You know, wh what you're alluding to is diversity of workload or diversity of workflow, all these different types of applications, and, and that's getting true now more than any time before where we look at things like big data and analytics that have come into this space, Internet of Things, machine learning was just a hot topic recently at ISC. You know, how does TBB apply to all of these new kinds of applications? Uh, it applies extremely well because the... The, uh, what we're seeing is an explosion in different ways to to harness the the hardware we have available. And you're right, we're getting a, a diversity of uh, hardware solutions explored at the same time that we're exploring spaces like machine learning. We, uh, you know, machine learning in many ways, the algorithms for it are in their infancy. Uh, there's a lot of innovation left. Uh, people looking at uh, questions of precision finding some algorithms benefit from uh, higher precision than may be being used now, and some of them need less precision. And so then that starts to, to say, hey, uh, we could really use a diversity of hardware solutions, and what can map to those? What can handle that? And TBB is uh, uh, extraordinarily well-structured to, to do that. As I said, right, so, you know, it, the so irregularity is great. Yeah, we've got these different hardware solutions coming into the market. Intel has 
FPGAs now that you're looking at, together with Xeon Phi, in addition to the base Xeon line. Then additionally, we've got other trends like Python coming into the market increasingly. We saw more Python in our most recent surveys than we've seen before. Uh, does TBB continue to evolve with those trends? Oh, absolutely. And, you know, the, a great example, I was talking about the, uh, the data flow capability and, you know, to someone that's used to doing problems, say, in signal processing space, they often think in terms of data flow and they they may, you know, may do one function and pipe it into another one. The, um, uh, the diversity of hardware, the diversity of languages even plays to that. You can have no, TBB can even let you code one of your nodes, say, in OpenCL or conceivably use, you know, the math functions we have like MKL or DAL or it could use, uh, uh, you could even hook Python into this in, in one way or another. So you're not, you're not limited to one particular coding style as you envision a pipeline, TBB sort of um, has the capability to operate at the more of a, what I call an orchestration level to orchestrate the parallelism across the uh, heterogeneous system, heterogeneous in terms of both hardware uh, and software programming techniques. Um, and I think we're gonna see a lot of that because the, as these different fields explode, people will explore in many different ways looking for um, you know, what, what they can accomplish using different tools and different techniques. You mentioned MKL. Presumably, you see a big advantage of using TBB over other threading standards. So, do you have concrete examples of, of that? Well, you know, the first, the first places that uh, TBB took hold um, very firmly is in the um, uh, uh, d digital media. Um, so, companies... Um, like uh, one of our first customers was doing uh, the Maya um, uh, program. Uh, we also branched out and had uh, uh, Pixar and uh, DreamWorks and other companies like that find uses for it in their thing. The DreamWorks is uh, uh, DreamWorks Animation has had quite a few different articles and uh, even uh, uh, was lead on a book I participated in on doing. Uh, uh, multi-threading for visual effects. And so the visual effects have been very effective with TBB, uh, putting uh, tools together for animators. Um, since then, we've seen it branch out to other uses of parallelism in, in the medical manufacturing field uh, as people look at um, uh, implementing new uh, algorithms, again, especially if they're irregular, if they're not just a matrix uh, operation, uh, if they're graph-oriented and so forth, TBB has been a very flexible platform for getting high performance. Uh, in fact, we initially supported the matrix sort of things pretty well. Um, the flow graph is newer, and some of our customers have transitioned with us, have started uh, in the more regular things that TBB was, uh, was good at and have moved to the irregular problems, um, and that's been very productive for them because they, it gives them a lot more flexibility in their programming style and still maps onto parallel hardware. Our most recent data show that 88% of HPC users think they're going to be uh, supporting more than one type of architecture, uh, processing architecture for HPC over the next couple of years going into the future. So uh, TBB, is this something that's going to bring commonality to the programming experience across these multiple architectures? Absolutely. TBB is a very, uh, for C++ programmers, a very strong 
uh, tool for doing exactly what you were describing um, because it not only uh, helps you with the programming specific parts of your application to use parallelism, but it, it can orchestrate the use of um, multiple devices, much, multiple specialty things so that you can specialize at calling a, you know, MKL for, you know, some of the work you're going to do and perhaps offload some of it to an FPGA um, if that's appropriate or a GPU. Um, it can handle all of that under one uh, umbrella um, and it's open source uh, and has a very large uh, following and community to participate with. You just updated that licensing model, didn't you? Yeah, that's, uh, you know, licensing is always a fun topic. Uh, when we introduced it, um, we decided to go with the uh, then most common license. Uh, we went with uh, GPL v2 with uh, the class path exception, which is, you know, uh, uh, a fancy way of saying it's, you know, it's, it works in C++. Um, it uh, uh, is not viral to the application that uses it is the intent of that license. Um, and we also had, we also had uh, a commercial version of it that didn't come with source code for those that had uh, concerns about using GPL. Um, but we've had a lot of feedback and the industry has changed and shifted and, uh, the popularity of uh, non-viral licenses has uh, taken a firm hold as well, and a lot of feedback from customers that they'd like to see us move to a non-viral license like BSD or Apache and so forth. And after a lot of consulting, uh, yeah, this year we're moving to the Apache license, um, which as I understand it, I'm, I'm not a lawyer, but I would call it a non-viral license. Uh, uh, license that uh, also has some uh, uh, provisions about uh, uh, patents being not uh, being uh, not asserted uh, through the license. But you'd have to go read the license to understand that. But I understand that to be one of the reasons our customers encourage us to go to Apache and not BSD. We've been speaking with James Reinders, parallel programming expert and HPC enthusiast from Intel, about the 10th anniversary of Intel Threading Building Blocks, or TBB. James, thanks very much for coming on the podcast. My pleasure. Thank you. And thanks for listening in. You've been listening to This Week in HPC. You've been listening to This Week in HPC, brought to you by Intersect 360 Research, actionable market intelligence for high-performance computing. For more information, visit intersect360.com.